Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to Camp Strange, episode 45, actually. And uh, I'm your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, strange, wacky, and weird into your lives. And we don't mess around here. We get into these stories. So let's get into these stories because, David, I have a question for you. Hit me with the question. Do you know (laughs) what this sound is? Mm, I'm excited. Because you always hit me with some Sasquatchy sounds. Yeah, okay. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Okay, so at first I thought it was uh, Rubber Johnny. <laughs> no, not Rubber Johnny. Not Rubber Johnny. Rubber Johnny is fucking scary. You can see where I was going with that. Yes, 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 yes. My my honest, if I'm being serious, my my real guess mm-hmm. is that that is some type some type of recording of what um, like letters would make a sound. And it spells something out. It's some type of code. But no. Um, is it a llama fucking a <laughs> raccoon? <laughs> that height difference doesn't make sense. Exactly. That's why you get that sound. <laughs> in a cave. That, in a cave? No. That was the sound of a sea lion. A sea lion. A sea lion singing the Star Wars theme song. Can you play it again? Yeah. Let me go back one sec. Um, but apparently... Uh, this they taught the sea lion. So like the first thing you heard was a recording of of the Star Wars theme song, and then it was the next part was him trying to replicate. Yeah, I didn't hear any Star Wars in that. <laughs> so he was pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, really close. So, so Don't let George Lucas know. <laughs> the trainer said, you another co- fucking Jar Jar Binks that's a goddamn seal. <laughs> the the, uh, the trainer says, copies were not perfect, but given that these are not typical sea, sound, sea lion noises, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's really bad. Can't wait but... to see how J.J. Abrams works that into the next one. <laughs> Who's making the next one? But, uh, Who made the next but, one? Uh, Katie and I did... We went to Star Wars. I mean, we didn't go to Star Wars land. We went to Disneyland, but they wouldn't let us in Star Wars land a because you need passes. Fuckers. Yeah, it's a whole nother but world. they let any goddamn sea lion just stroll in there. He come through cl- clapping his big old flippers eating fish? I literally sing that song to him. And, uh, yeah. They, well, you're lucky they didn't kick you out. They made me. Overall. They built me a statue right oh. next to Walt. Why it's, n- now, right it's, n- now it's me holding Walt's hand instead of Mickey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About the same height. Fuck you. <laughs> Roasted. Anyway, what's your news story? Oh, uh, mine is, is was that considered your, new, well, your news story? <laughs> That's news, baby. That's news, baby. That's Sky News. All right, so we have Japanese zoo staff chase a furry fake lion to uh, simulate an escape drill. Say that again. What'd you What'd you just say? Yeah, the uh, the Japanese zoo staff. They were doing a little uh, escape drill in case a lion ever got out, and they had a real furry boy jump in there in a, in a lion suit. And boy, did they rough him up. Okay, wait. It, was it a man <laughs> running on all fours? It was a man running on all twos. 
In a lion costume. In a lion costume. And boy, they roughed him up. They beat him up? Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> they shot him in the back with a rifle. <laughs> with a trank dart? It was ethical. They hit the spine. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> but is he actually? do they actually kick the shit out of him? Um, I didn't watch the video, but there's a video of, of a comically small minivan. Like a mini minivan. Mm-hmm. The smallest minivan you've ever seen. Um, and... The guy in the suit is laying on the ground, and there's someone inside of the minivan with this large pole, kind of like what you see in Jurassic Park when they're trying to catch the Velociraptors. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, they've got him pinned. So Okay, so I was going to say, there's no way there's, this guy's fighting. Like, these people are learning how to fight a lion by a, no. fighting a man in a costume. But you can see some very confused lions in the back. <laughs> oh, they're watching. <laughs> so they wanted him to, to watch just in case, like, don't fucking try this. You do this and we'll shoot you in the back with a rifle. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, it's a, it's a deterrent. I get it. Yeah. I, I get what they're doing. I mean, Japan's, they have a lot of, like, uh, they have a lot of suits over there. Like, I, I've seen some, like, videos of their, their downtown Tokyo and just some people in some costumes, big Pikachus and, and. Uh, so um, they did, they did tranquilize the man. They fucking tranquilized him? It says a lion escapes from the zoo enclosure and charges into the net-wielding member of zoo staff before being tranquilized and captured. <laughs> I don't think you could shoot yeah, a man. No, I, 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 I think that was just a joke. <laughs> the whole thing seems like a joke. I don't know if, like... The, the last th- sentence says no humans or animals were hurt during the drill, but I don't buy it. That's kind of weird. In the that... back, there's a guy just, just, just punching the shit out of an orangutan. <laughs> There's no one here to see this. Fuck you. <laughs> to be fair, the orangutan has a longer reach, so he should be putting up a better fight. Not when his hands are tied behind his back with <laughs> banana peels. <laughs> he can fight with his feet. He's by his feet are hands. Fuck. It's true. So, <laughs> well, good news. Uh, well, also, I have one more story. And okay. I think this was last week. Um, in my very little hometown, in this article, it says picturesque town petaluma california uh we held which we do every year the world's ugliest dog contest hell yeah i didn't know that happened there yeah so fuck yeah uh, so on do uh, they have the most handsome dog because i will i will go down there with my boy they don't have the most handsome (sighs) dog he's so dashing but at the sonoma marin fairgrounds uh and that's up in northern california uh they have they hold the ugliest dog competition Mm -hmm. and they really they really want you to go get a rescue that's what they promote you know yeah but don't um, breed the ugliest dog. But find um, one that's been real fucked up. <laughs> so, but the winner, the, so people come from all over. I think there's ten contestants. They they narrow it down to ten, and the winner gets fifteen hundred dollars, a trophy the size of a Rottweiler, and a future appearance on the Today Show. So that's pretty cool. A rotty sized fucking trophy. I don't. Even I don't know, know where if I'd I would want that. that. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I don't. Can they at least put a bottle opener on it? Um. Maybe, but I'm I'm trying to see. Okay, here's oh, this is my favorite quote. So it says, "quote unquote," judges are looking for special attributes like hanging tongues, yeah, slobber drool, the more the better, snaggle tooth, maybe unusual patches of skin or hair. <laughs> that skin is just rising up on that hair. <laughs> so they really want like the most fucked up dog they can find. And last yeah. year, last year's champion was an English bulldog named Zaza, Zaza, with a tongue that hung nearly to the ground. And uh, she endeared the judges herself when she sneezed and drooled all over them. Apparently, fuck yeah. So they they the judges love it. I think they're gluttons for you know drool and slobber. These dogs look fucked up though. Yeah, wasn't there one uh, dog that like 
just cleaned house for like a decade. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was named. Like shit stack. I'm joking. It's not named shit stack, but it looked like one. Um, but I don't know. These dogs, they're cute in their own way. I kind of like ugly dogs, but um, oh, there's a range. There's there's cute dogs, and there's dogs that are so ugly that they're cute. You yeah. don't want to be in the middle. Well, there's. Dogs that are ugly because they're cute, like, you know, like, pugs and bulldogs are kind of, like, squishy face. But then there's, like, dogs that are, like, they look like they're going to die. Yeah. It's adorable. And those are the ones that win this competition. So. Hollywood loves that death look. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, Petaluma, California. Shout out if you guys want to go check out some ugly dogs next year. I'm down. I don't know who won this year, but, I mean, I I can only imagine. You didn't place your bet? I can only imagine. You didn't do a fantasy league? I should have. I didn't know it was happening this week, Yeah, so I missed out. So my next one is uh, the U.S. government blocks League of Legends in Syria and Iran amid escalating tensions. Why? What's wrong with League of Legends? They're just like, oh, you want to play our American game? Fuck you. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Really? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Huh. Because you know it's 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 the, you know all of the government in those areas in those countries are playing a lot of League of Legends. So let's say, really punish. I was about let's to punish say, them. Yeah, not the civilians. <laughs> civilians don't play the game, so we, they, we don't have to worry about them being punished. The, the game developers like, you know, twelve year olds run that country, right? We're gonna get really get back at them. They're gonna not know what to do. Yeah. When they can't get a a Hearthstone, I'm just saying things. Yeah. I don't know about League of Legends, but I know they have a lot of skins. Yeah, Hearthstone is a completely different Shut game. up. I don't know. But, you know, the, the ban hasn't uh, stopped people from using VPNs. Oh, that's true. So, Virtual uh, private networks. Yeah, use a NordVPN. Our, our code is Camp Strange. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't. We don't. We're not sponsored by That's it. a free one for you. For Nord. <laughs> for Nord. Yeah, but, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's as long as they got porn, right? Yep. So that's all that really matters. I don't, that's, I mean, aside from the podcast, that's the only reason I have a laptop. Well, anyway, let's get into our uh, our sponsor for this episode, which is, again, Spring Heel Jack Coffee Company. They have great coffee. You guys should go check them out. They're amazing. Springheeljack.coffee. They have great prices. Uh, they have great coffee. And you can buy them on Amazon with Amazon Prime. So That makes everything... I wish everybody fucking do that. Yeah, and it's My like... God. And it's only like 13 bucks a bag, which is like really good for good coffee prices. And if you have Amazon Prime, you get a ship to you for free. The other day, you know, I was on Big Dog, the clothing company, their website... Because you can't buy it on Amazon. I want that I want that big dog shirt on my skin in two days or less. <laughs> and I've been sitting here for a week waiting for my big dog shirt. So next time you order your big dog shirt, order your big dog shirt two weeks in advance. Yeah. And your spring heel jack two days before you get the big dog shirt. Exactly. And you're just going to have a great Friday. Amazon Prime has just ruined fucking everything for me. So go to go to springheeljack.coffee. They have great flavors like Black Phillip, Reanimator, High Strangeness. Yes, that is a flavor that is not sponsored by us. That's not Can like be? inspired by us, but hey, it just happened to work out. And like Old Scratch, and they have a they have a couple other good ones, the Hessian, Abominable Snowman. They have a lot of good stuff, some pretty cool merch as well. So go check them out. They're awesome. And they sponsor us, so uh, cool. We need to send them like two of our shirts, and they can send us two of their shirts. I agree with that. We should do that. Yeah. Anyway, David, do you have something? Oh, to say I was just gonna we... point out because uh, as we were sitting in your living room before, for whatever reason, on July or not July, on <laughs> June twenty fourth, 
one of your neighbors is celebrating something and setting off fireworks. So if you do hear a large boom in the background, that is not our intention. <laughs> just wanted to point that out in case we caught any of that. It's uh, they're big fireworks too. They're they're, they're kicking. <laughs> yeah, they're loud as shit. If I was a so. dog, I would not be happy. No. So okay, well I guess uh, let's get into these stories. Let's stop wasting time. Okay, and uh, I feel like that was really loaded against me in the firework comment. No, no, no that's not. Shit, I'm just trying to bring quality Let's in here. Let's stop blowing this out of proportion. Fuck you. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this week I wanted to um, do a little bit of a listicle. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't done a listicle in a while, mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, what's what's list worthy? And I thought, well, death is list worthy. Yeah. And strange is list worthy. So I found. The not ten, but eleven Whoa. strangest deaths in history. Can you just say ten with a bonus? Ten a baker's bonus. A, a baker's bonus. Uh, I know Baker does in thirteen, but a 11. baker's mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my dad was a baker. He calls me a mistake. Yeah, you're the eleventh. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna be reading you eleven little tidbits. Some are a little bit longer than others, but there are eleven little weird deaths, and trust me, they're all very weird. Are they sexy? Some are sexy. Ugh, fuck yes. Actually, I don't know if any are sexy. I'll find a way to make it, d- it sexy. It depends on what you think is sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this first one real quick. Uh, and this is maybe my favorite one. I just thought it was so interesting. So Jose Luis Ochoa, 35, of Lamont, California, was a man who loved sports, betting, and animals. So he thought, hey, why not mash all my hobbies together and make a little money? So he started training what? What did he start training, David? I heard he, a... he started training uh, therapy dogs. He did not start tra- You would think with all those hobbies, but he actually started training roosters to cockfight. I thought you said he loved animals. Oh, I mean, you got to love an animal to train it, right? There's no love without pain. Exactly. <laughs> you got you to gotta trick him into fighting even harder for you. That's why you got to pretend yep. like you love him. So uh, now I don't exactly know Jose's record or anything, but word on the street was that it was a very short short career as Jose was busted for quote unquote training an animal to fight, which is illegal apparently. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it is. Maybe just in maybe just in California, but you could train. But remember you talked about how like attack dogs you could train. I guess that's not fighting. I, that's defending, huh? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't think you ever. I don't know. Do you train attack dogs? Yes. Well, like the Germans do when they use like the German. We're not talking about the Germans. Die. Die. And they like, you know. Well, okay. So, I mean, there's difference between like training dogs that are police doggos. Yeah. That's more of like, and it's also more of a defense thing, I guess, you know, like if a guy's hitting me, like bite him. Yeah. So, but he, he, uh, you know, he got busted for training an animal to fight and ended up paying a hefty fine for it. It actually wasn't that hefty. It was like. $380, $380, but, like, I didn't want to have anybody be like, hmm, maybe that's not that bad. That's really like, not that bad. I should go train some animals. <laughs> I don't know. So Was uh, that per animal or just a general? They just said 380 Huh. But, okay. I mean, he probably got all of his animals taken away. So, uh, which he, you know he paid good money for those roosters. Oh, yeah. So, now, Jose was out of the training game, but that didn't mean he was out of the betting game. So he continued to go down to the cockfighting ring on a daily basis and place his bets. This day was a little different, though. Apparently, one of the trainers was feeling extra creative that day and decided to strap a knife-like spur to the leg of one of his prize-fighting roosters. Fuck yeah. 
it i'm just thinking of like a cowboy basically at this point a little hat i'm thinking howdy partner <laughs> so uh it, it's hard to say what exactly happened next but the cops did show up to the illegal cockfight and everyone scattered including jose I don't want to do illegal shit, but God, I would love to do a good old police scatter. <laughs> That's not. What... Oh, oh, you mean okay? Like when the police come and everybody just runs in different directions. Just like pretend like you're 18 and just go hang out with some 18 year olds and have some beers in a park. I didn't have beer until I was oh, 21. That's that's interesting to see if you're in the park with 18 year olds and you're drinking. That's you're. That's way bigger. That's a bigger scatter. It's actually still illegal. I was just saying, like, pretend like you're 18, but you're actually doing something yeah. more illegal than underage drinking. Exactly. So just no, and, do it anyway. In college, I was the guy that always talked to the cops when they got there. Oh, you could just hold it together the best. Yeah. It was in problem. Ooh, that's a cool gun. Can I hold it? Hey, that shiny, that shiny metal. Can give me that. Let me wear your badge. That metal, metal bites make, it in half. Can I make a car do the woo thing? <laughs> So Jose successfully ditched the cops. Hey, he's good. And uh, but the next time uh, he was seen, he was at the hospital two hours later, um, dead. <laughs> so, How'd he get there? So, <laughs> the he, chicken carry him he there. Ran, he ran, uh, or maybe he ran some of the way. And then if he got an Uber or something, it bled all over the Uber. What so, year is this? Um, I don't know what year this was actually. Okay. Um, I think it was recent though, because all all the articles were like pretty recent um apparently the rooster had gotten close enough to jose when they all scattered um i don't know if this was before they scattered or after they scattered but the rooster got close enough to him with his knife leg uh to to slice open his calf so he sliced his calf open with this thing and now along with the running immediately following the injury my guess is that the wound uh possibly got larger and like split mm-hmm. and bled more and by the time he got to the hospital he had already lost a large amount of blood along with the doctors not being able to stop the bleeding on his calf and he actually bled out right there in the hospital and uh they say every dog has his day but sometimes the knife rooster gets one too you you want to hear my feedback on this one yes i do i got to say uh Karma. <laughs> yeah, I've worked really hard on that. Wait, shawarma? <laughs> Karma. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, it is like it's like if Michael Vick, you know, got like attacked by a mauled dog. by his, the dogs. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, knife rooster is pretty cool, though. I have to say, it sounds like a good band name. Spirit animal. Yeah. Did anybody say spirit animal? So uh, let's go to the next death. And, like, these next three are a little bit shorter, and then I have a little bit of a longer one. Not that long, but these are going to be varying in length. Some are just a sentence long. Some are multiple sentences. Um, So next death. Uh, After watching uh, the Kung Fu Capers episode of The Goodies, which was a British TV show, uh, Alex Mitchell laughed continuously for 25 minutes and then fell dead on his sofa from heart failure. Wow. So he laughed what, so What's hard. the name of the show that killed this guy from the, being so funny? The Goodies. Okay. And it, the episode was called Kung Fu Capers. Okay. So it, you know it's a bad show, I right? I got to go watch it now. No, we kind of have... I'm kind of... It's like a... I feel like it's a... I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm kind of scared to watch it. Is it that funny? It can't be. I could have heart failure. He laughed for 25 minutes straight. Yeah, my heart's on a real sketchy term at the moment, I've so... I've never laughed that hard or that long. I've laughed pretty hard... But okay, I've I've laughed, I laughed so hard I can't breathe, but heart failure. Anyway, 
Uh, and it's BBC too, so you know, like we're just not gonna get it once we watch it. It's fifty-fifty. It's either really funny or not. He's for like, me with British comedy. Me, Bobby got stuck in the cherry hole, and everyone's like, "What? What is that? Was that a euphemism?" What? Exactly. Yeah. So um, next death, Sam Ballard, twenty-nine, died from angiostrongyliasis. Hilarious. It's pretty funny. After eating a garden slug as a dare. Oh, I remember that. No, are you serious? Yeah. Wait, let me finish this. Angliostrongliasis is an infection by a roundworm of the Angliostronglius type, apparently from Wikipedia, and symptoms vary from none to mild to meningitis. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Do, I, do you want to know the? Wait, sorry. Well, I, I was just. Saying, I remember seeing the headline, but I, I don't know any like any details about well, you, it. Do you want to know the kicker about this one? Yeah. He ate the slug eight years prior. Whoa. Yeah. It, he ate the slug on a dare. It's eight, a slow death. Eight years prior, and this worm killed him eight years later because how, of that. How do you narrow that down? They're just like, okay, they're like it's like. I think they found the worm like inside. It's a it's a parasite. Yeah. So it's a round worm. So I think they found it like probably burrowed in it's his. It's almost like his little son. Heart or something. It. Eight years is a long time to spend with, with a parasite. God. It makes you really think like. I remember it makes you think who you can trust. I remember these Girl Scouts in my like class talking about how they had to they went on a camping trip and they licked a banana slug or oh, something yeah. and it makes your tongue numb. Yeah. Really makes you really rethink that situation. That was about 8 years ago. I'm well, I, I, it wasn't 8 years ago. I'm trying to think like, of what 8 years ago was. 2011. Yes. No, that wasn't 8 years ago. But like what you did 8 years ago, are you trying to think 2011 of? wasn't 8 years ago? No, no, no. I'm saying Girl Scouts. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying I was in college eight years ago. I didn't know Girl Scouts when I was 19. That's, hey, that's illegal. You can't know Girl Scouts. You can't do that. No, you can't know them then. No. So, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, I ate a lot of weird shit in college. Any slugs? Maybe. I don't know. I might be dead. You better go take some baby aspirin. soon. Baby aspirin. Um, Let's jump to this next one, though. Um, Edward... Archbold, 32, of West Palm Beach, Florida, choked on anthropod body parts during a cockroach eating contest. Ooh. So that's another little That's insect. a contest you don't sign up for. That's a, I mean, it's Florida. Yeah. Was he in a frat? Was it a frat thing? Oh, wait. No, no. It wasn't. A, it says it was Thanksgiving at his house. Oh, so they ate a lot of cockroaches. <laughs> oh, it was a cockroach eating contest. Uncle Donnie has the record. He wins every year. I gotta beat him this time. <laughs> but like... That's fucking gross. Why is everybody eating all these bugs? And I don't even. I don't even like stepping on those fuckers when I'm walking out like downtown. Like honestly, I fucking one? saw one today, and I hate. I hate. Oh my god! I was taking a shit one time. Yeah. Just one time only. Only. And I was. Uh, I was barefoot. Where were you? In this house. Yeah. On my toilet. Yeah. And I was barefoot. Oh no! I remember. I was just in my underwear, and I. A cockroach ran you out. shit with your underwear on? <laughs> no. no. It I was, take mine off. I hang on the doorknob every time. <laughs> Don't come in. I'm making love. So, But I, I remember it was around my ankles. And a cockroach. <laughs> You're not a calf guy? You don't have it on the calf? No. That's in public restrooms. You don't fucking. I try to stretch my legs out so far in public restroom <laughs> to make sure my pant bottom doesn't touch the fucking yep. piss floor. Yep. Anyway. The fucking cockroach ran out from underneath the toilet, and it, like, 
touched my foot Oof. and I was in a very awkward situation where I wanted to get out of that bathroom, but I had a shitty butt. <laughs> And that was the cockroach's plan the whole time. I, I had a shitty butt. to get up there and get all yeah. up in there. And then yeah. if I ran out, I'm basically just completely naked and yeah. it's, uh, with a shitty butt and a uh, cockroach on my foot. Well, shit, I remember I killed a cockroach in this living room once. You did? Yeah. We've only had like two cockroaches, though. Just, we're okay. not a cockroach house. Living in LA, no matter where you are, you're going to find at least one cockroach if you live there long enough. Um, they're fucking everywhere, no matter how nice or how new the place is. They're when gonna it be gets there. hot, they come out. Yeah, they well, they don't come out, but they move in. True. Locust hit me in the head yesterday. That's not that. I, I, what's wrong with a locust? It just scared me. Yeah. <laughs> just bugs. Big bugs coming out in general, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't fuck with cockroaches, especially when they start flying. <laughs> Oh. They don't fly here. Uh, no, but like some do. They the, the, that's like the fucking like the big beetles, Madagascar cockroach, the yeah. hissing cockroach. Those ones fly, but I don't think the California. Can these ones do. fly a little bit? No, I don't they think like so. Like a chicken, where like they get a little they don't bit glide. off the ground. I don't think they do. Oh my god, I could be wrong. Do we have cock cockroach fights? Cockroach fights? Um, I don't think so. I don't. Co- I don't think they have any means of like <laughs> fighting. <laughs> I don't. Uh, do they bite? I know Madagascar ones hiss. Do yeah. they bite? I don't think so. I just like just play on words though. Like you could get a whatever. They'll out, they'll outlive us all. That's true. Yeah, they're not good fighters, but the hell can they survive? Yep. I've stepped on one that was still alive, and uh, yeah, then I had to eat it. Yeah, that's I the rule. To death. That's that's God's rule. That's the rule. <laughs> if you if don't you kill can't... it first hit, you get to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Gotta make that stomp matter. <laughs> All stomps matter. Boy, do they they do have a satisfying crunch when you get a good stomp on them. Honestly, I fucking hate that. I hate the crunch. <laughs> I hate it. Remember what Mike used to do? Remember I told you Fly Crusher? Yeah, Fly Crusher. Where he put the like the, the he'd get flies in between his blinds and the window and he'd press his blinds up against the fly and it would crunch it. Oh my god, he's a psychopath. So Love um, you, Mike. Next 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 death. Um a bizarre death occurred. At the Condor Club in November of 1983. This is in San Francisco. I think this is a strip club in San Francisco. Okay. And it's on the... I the think, Condor Club. The Condor Club. I, I believe it's on the Tenderloin, too. It's in the Tenderloin, which is, like, the worst part of San Francisco. Just, like, a lot of drugs. But, like... Okay, I didn't know that. Maybe, like, in the 80s, it was still pretty bad, but probably more fun. Now it's just kind of sad. I would say scary. it was worse in the 80s. I think everything was worse in the 80s. No, true, but it was kind of, like, fun bad. Okay. You know, where, like, everyone was, like, sharing I, I needles know. and loving it. I know the 80s. <laughs> I was conceived in them. <laughs> you know, everybody had cockroaches on their feet, run around shit butt and stuff. Well, you know, if you get enough cockroaches on your feet, you don't have to run around. They do the running they for you. They do it for you. It's you like put a, your hands behind your back and you just kind of glide. It's like at the at the airport, you know, or yeah. you're just going. Yeah. So, um, so bouncer Jimmy Ferrezzo and his girlfriend, exotic dancer Teresa Hill, decided after hours to have sexual intercourse on the famous white piano on which Carol Dota made her entrance. I don't know who Carol Dota is. I'm you won't a, make too many stains on that white you don't piano. Know, you don't know Carol Dota? She made her entrance on this fucking piano. So, um, but it, when she made her entrance. Spacho soup? So, so, so when she made her entrance, the the piano would lower down from the ceiling on cables, mm-hmm. and uh, while they were having sex on it, they accidentally hit the on switch, and the piano rapidly rose to the ceiling, trapping the couple. Frenzo was asphyxiated, which means he suffocated to death, mm-hmm. while Hill survived, only because she was thinner than her companion. Yeah. 
It's a good thing uh, old Jimmy Ferrezzo was so fucking fat. That's, I don't think he was fat. I think he was just like a, a big guy. And, it was like the opposite of him breaking her fall. Yeah, he saved her squeeze. Yeah. Is that? Saved that? her squeeze. Sw- saved her squeeze. Saved her squeeze. That's pretty cool of him. Yeah. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you on this piano. <laughs> And then I'm going to die up there on I'm top gonna, of you, but you're going to survive. I'm going to fuck you where Carol Dota made her entrance. You don't know her? You're going to be bigger than Dota, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to be flatter than Dota. Amada, you're going to be bigger. You're going to be bigger than a... He's like the guy in the Beetlejuice waiting room who's all flat, got ran over by a truck, but... Yeah, I love Beetlejuice. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Did you guys it. see Beetlejuice Shut at Disneyland? Up. We did not see Beetlejuice. You sure? No. Katie, did you, see, did you guys see uh, Beetlejuice <laughs> at Disneyland? He wasn't there. Katie, you're just going to shake your head? You're not going to say anything? She's quiet. Stop talking! (laughs) Just kidding. So, uh, next death. Mildred Bowman, 62. (laughs) So, Mildred Bowman, 62, and Alice Wardle, 68. These are a couple six-year-old ladies. Mm. Were two sisters. Why do they have different lives? Wait, her name is Mildred and she's 60? No way. Yeah. And Alice. That's and young for a Mildred. So they were two sisters, uh, and they were killed in Benidorm, Spain, after becoming trapped for four days when their fold-up bed collapsed. Oof. They were trapped inside of a fold-out bed for two for four days. Is that not, is that not easy to get? I feel like you just got to do a push-up and you're out of that bitch. Well, you got to remember they're sixty-four or sixty-two and sixty-eight, so they're not. Well, in, how old is Arnold? Are you comparing Mildred Just to saying, Arnold? Arnold's like seventy. He can he can do a push up. I don't think Mildred's ever done a push up in her life. You, yeah, don't discredit her. She might have. And I don't even know if these are the beds that like fold up into the walls. So maybe they're just like upside down. You talking about one of those V trap ones that snap up like that? No, the ones that like you pull down from the wall. You go like that. It, no, I I know. I'm saying oh. if it's not one of those, what else would it be? I don't know. Maybe. They're like in the couch sofa. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking like they got folded up into the couch. But I, I'm also like a little bit sad to think that these two sisters sleep on a, cou- a plot couch. Well, was it in their home or like a hotel? I don't know. They're dead. I mean, what's sadder? I guess I don't know where they were, but dead men tell no tales. I'm guessing they were in their home because after four days, like, yo, you guys got a fucking. This is late checkout, like insanity. Wait, what year was this? Sorry, uh, it doesn't say. I had it on there, and I. If fucking, you had to guess, this was probably. I think I went in order, so it's probably in the eighties as well. They're honestly. just they're just sharing a bottle of wine, sitting on the fold out couch, watching Footloose, and that <laughs> bitch just snapped up on them. They're watching Golden Girls. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> what what conversations do you think they had inside that? Both Arthur B. Wait, what the fuck is that old lady's Arthur name? Arthur B. Arthur B. Arthur B. <laughs> Arthur B. Anthony. That was close. That was halfway there. You were. Anyway, so let's ju- <laughs> let's jump to this next story. Here we go. Um, Humberto. <laughs> I was uh, I was working on set like a week ago, and a guy had one of those classic mechanic shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, the name tag on it was Humberto, and oh. he was like, "For the whole day, you have to call me Humberto." Oh, oh, oh! oh the, that wasn't his real name. No, he got that at like a Goodwill. Yeah. Do you think this is his? It could be. Well, he's dead. So Humberto, oh, no. Humberto Hernandez, a 24-year-old Oakland, California resident, was killed after being struck in the face. 
by an airborne fire hydrant <laughs> while walking. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that would kill you. Yeah, that's so... So a passing car had struck the fire hydrant, and the, and the water pressure shot the fire hydrant at Hernandez with enough force to kill him. Literally, I could not I feel think like of... That, any force would kill you. No, yeah, exactly. But, like... I couldn't think of like a worse. That's really fucking bad. I can think of worse ways. I'm sure that was oh, very yeah. quick and painless. <laughs> like, I guess, but I just mean like. He's like, was that, that dog piss? That's the- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> not bad. Don't say that about Humberto. <laughs> Humberto, no. But damn, I mean, talk about fuck. That sucks. You really like, hit your <laughs> knee on like a like a fire hydrant, and you're like. Ooh, I couldn't figure it, taking this to the face at 100 miles per hour. My knee's not that low. You're, everyone's <laughs> knee's the same height. Stop. <laughs> so, next story. Isadora Duncan, a famous dancer from what the... What is it with everybody's names out Dude, of all these? weird people's names die. No. Name uh, your kids' real names. No, so I got they're going to die in weird fucking ways. I got some normal names at the end of this. Right. So, Isadora Duncan, uh, a famous dancer from the 1800s, was uh, hopping in the passenger seat of a... A mill car CGSS for all of our car fans out our there. Gearheads. It literally just looks like a um, what's that movie with Leo? Uh, the- Titanic. It looks like a giant boat. <laughs> Aviator. It looks like a huge plane. <laughs> uh, uh, Inception. Gatsby. It's a train going down New York. <laughs> Great Gatsby. Oh, okay. That's a book, not a movie, but uh, it yeah. was. But I'm just doing the. Jay Z did the soundtrack. Okay, we need to stop. So um, very similar to like what they drove in those. It was a convertible. And they were in it after a night uh, out on the town. She was dressed to her nines, even wearing a long, flowing, hand-painted silk scarf created by the Russian-born artist Roman Chatov. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Roman? Yeah, he's a great scarf maker. As she got into the car, she said farewell to all of her very affluent friends and... Fuck me. My God bad. damn it. My bad. Yeah, Alec, that's you, buddy. Anyway. That was you, Alec. So, like I said... Uh, as she was getting in to say bye to her friends, she uh, closed the car door, and uh, but she didn't notice that her long scarf had was not actually in the car, but draped over the door on the ground outside the vehicle. As the car started to speed off, her friends yelled for her to grab her scarf and bring it into the car, but it was too late as the scarf wrapped around the spoke of the tire, yeeting her. I was about it. to say it sounds like she's about to get yeeted. <laughs> I was I was I, I was I was loading up my yeet. <laughs> she got she got yeeted uh yeeted her out instantly and broke her neck. Oh, so it didn't just take her head off? No, no, no. It it a full body yeet. It snapped her neck and then she probably got a little like uh just married uh you know, can drag. Yeah. You know. I know. This is that's a little mean, right? That was a bit much. Uh, you're the one who good. were going to say the yeet thing too. I didn't. I wasn't gonna compare her to a tin can, I or a Pepsi can. It's a beautiful tradition. It's a that's beautiful right. Tradition. I, that's what I compared her to. Anyway, so um, so yeah, uh, Isadora. I'm. She was like pretty famous back in the 1800s. You know, I was week. thinking about the other day when you're driving on those just married things, dragging that can. Is that just like a like a pardon on a DUI? What does that mean? They're not beer cans. No, but no one is no. They're bean cans or beans. Anyone leaving their own <laughs> wedding is gonna be shit housed. You don't get drunk at the fucking wedding. Yeah, you do. You, you, you go ho- to shitty weddings. You hop in the car after you walk out of the church. Have you ever seen a movie? I've never gone to a church wedding. Okay, well, I don't go to many either, but that's what happens in all the movies. You walk out, everyone throws the rice, and they leave. And, no, and they th- don't come back. No, there's a. 
I'm not what? gonna. Okay, there's they're like the, we're just gonna have dinner without them. The, the, fuck the, them. Fuck. There's the reception. Yeah. And then there's the what's after the reception? I'm not talking about cocktail hour. I don't know. <laughs> Katie is worthless. I don't need this. Um, so I'm just saying th- they went over to the dinner place afterward. You bring the can car to the dinner place. Oh, okay. You I'm always just I mean? used to it being the same location. Okay. So well, it's like after the wedding they leave. Well, no one drives the can car anyway. Anymore. What? What's you, the point? When's the last time you saw somebody drive away with cans on the car? Last summer? Did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't. I guess I don't have old school friends. Either. Shout out to the Neils. Shout out Isadora. Was she wearing a long scarf? Uh, no. This was a hot summer wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, next death. Uh, I've, I have three more, and they're, they're pretty quick. Okay. So, Erica Marshall, a 28-year-old British veterinarian in Ocala, Florida, died when – this is crazy – died when the horse she was treating in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber kicked the wall, releasing a spark from its horseshoe and triggering an explosion. That's a badass horse. That's like some Final Destination shit. Yeah. But if you're like in a hyperbaric chamber with a horse, I was like... She was in the chamber? Not I, outside of it? Oh, I, she was probably outside of it. I'm going to guess that whole thing I don't think you could be in a hyperbaric up. chamber. But maybe she had to like calm... Is that bad if you're in a hyperbaric chamber but you're not like sick? Or suffering from the bends? I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop something real quick. I don't know why that horse is in there. I'm going to drop this one real quick. What is a what What is this chamber you're speaking <laughs> So, I don't even know what the fuck it is. I think it's a. Uh, in my image, that there was a horse and its head was sticking out, and there's some pressure going on. You're and thinking she's of a polio the, machine. And she's petting the horse, and the horse decides to kick, and the whole thing blows. So, shrapnel's everywhere. It says hyperbaric medicine is a medical treatment in which an ambient pressure greater than sea level atmospheric pressure is a necessary component. So what I've heard, I know it's used it's for what like Goku trained in. I know it's used for people for like <laughs> if if they are coming up from like a submarine. <laughs> I don't get your Dragon Ball Z reference, but uh, it's like when you, it's so you don't get like the bends because the bends okay. is when uh, nitrogen forms in your blood and then mm-hmm. it like could kill you if it goes to your heart, but it like really fucking hurts. Yeah. So I think it's like they're de- depressurizing this horse because he's a submarine horse. Oh yeah, he's a submarine <laughs> horse. They keep them on there. So you gotta we gotta. They can talk to the seahorses. Oh my god! Did I just, did I just... Did I just fucking rip you there? Oh, I have a typo. The seahorse kicked the wall. Oh, <laughs> with its hooves? Because they put hooves on the on the the one inch seahorse. It's Frankenstein's seahorse monster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Head but... of a seahorse, body of a horse. <laughs> so it dies instantly unless it's it's the heads in the water. <laughs> so... And the males carry the babies. So uh, yeah, that sucks. That I mean, I I like to think she was in there calming the horse. You know. Yeah. When it kicked. Yeah, that's a Maybe mistake. she wasn't calming the horse. That's why it fucking kicked. Yeah. But should have taken those horseshoes off. So uh, I got two more deaths right here. Rebecca Berger. <laughs> <laughs> so Rebecca Berger, age 33, a fitness blogger and model, died after a pressurized canister of whipped cream exploded and struck her in the chest. It's a very... I kind of remember seeing that headline. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. It's kind of like a similar to a... A more fun fire hydrant to the face. Yeah. She died doing what she loved. That's for sure. But that's crazy to think that like a whipped cream can just smack you right in the chest. And that that right there was God saying, I gave you the last name, Burger, and you want to be a fitness blogger? Come on. You don't want to eat my whipped cream? Yeah. My whipped cream's going to eat you. Yeah, but, I'm going to eat this whipped cream at you. Yo, that. but that's like, it's kind of sad. I mean. It is sad. But. Everything we talk about is sad. 
<laughs> I don't have to point that out. Yeah, but it's sadder because she was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like a lot of these news stories like do. Oh, yeah. They're just like, look at this beautiful young girl died. And they're like, there's old piece of shit. He's dead. And you're like, oh, well, they're both humans. You're like, yeah, he was ugly, though. And yeah. you're like, okay. Cool. He lived a full life and impacted a lot of people. Who gives a shit about him? So he went feet first into a wood chipper, and she passed away in her sleep. They're like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, here's my last one, which I thought was probably going to be your favorite, David. Oh, and I I'm know, excited because I've loved all of them. I don't know why I thought this was your favorite, but I put this one last. So, Did you put the title, David's Favorite? No. Okay. No. So... <laughs> 13-year-old William Snyder was at a circus in San Francisco Mm -hmm. in 1854. So it's an old circus. Oh, yeah. Those are the better circuses. Yes, 100%. When a friendly clown decided to swing him around by the heels. Yeah. You know, like clowns do. I'm sorry, by the heels, not the ankles? He was holding on to the heels (laughs) with, like, his thumb and index? With a pinky out? No one had ankles back then. It was all heel. Okay. Okay? Big heel people. Um, the fun thing about this clown, though, was that he was also ha- he also had piss-poor grip and <laughs> dropped the kid on his head, causing a pulmonary rupture, killing him instantly. Is that the, Was that the spawn of the fear of clowns? I don't know, but his heart just, like, bursts. I don't know why dropping him on his head would make his heart burst, but, like... And the clown was like, that's not even my final trick. <laughs> watch me tie him up into a dog <laughs> but like i just thought it was like the most terrible i just trying to picture like the guy dropping the clown dropping the kid and being like hey you gotta get up man <laughs> i'm gonna lose this get a clown job yeah oh fuck he just walks away <laughs> lights up a cigarette rips off his little squeaker nose takes off the big old shoes he wipes off his smile and turns it into a frown <laughs> <laughs> but i just thought it was so crazy like i i want to see Everything that transpired from him walking up to the clown and being like, you like being tossed out around by your ankles? And be like, yeah, no, my heels, actually. Yeah, not really. Give me these heels. (laughs) Maybe he's wearing high heels. He's like, I'm not really into this, but okay. He's like, grab me by my pumps. (laughs) Pinch me by my wheelies, you bitch. Do it. (laughs) You fucking... You can let go. I'm going to land on these wheelies. You ever been yeeted by a clown? (laughs) You ever been yeeted by a clown so hard your heart explodes? Because if not, you haven't lived in the 40s, bitch. <laughs> this is the 50s. 50s, bitch. But this is the 1850s. <laughs> exactly. This this, is the, those, that's, that's the 50s This plus. is when clown yeeting was legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they lived above the law. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really sad for William Snyder, but I can't even pick up a 13-year-old by, like, I'm not even tried. <laughs> Just saying, they're, they're That's too, a big clown. Is it a 13 year old? Yeah, 13 year olds are too big to be yeeting by the. Back then, 13 year olds are much smaller. <laughs> they didn't have Fortnite to grow. <laughs> they all had polio. They weren't doing the floss dance and stretching their <laughs> limbs out with velocity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's dead. Everyone on here is dead. Without a healthy but, dose of TikTok, you don't grow big. That's true. And the clown's dead, too, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> they never found out if the clown got arrested. Are you arrested. sure he's dead? I mean, no. he could still be alive. <laughs> do you think he, a heart for a heart. Do you think he lives forever because he just kills 13-year-olds? Yeah, he's forever 13. He's like Pennywise. Yeah, forever Honestly, 13. Honestly, they huh? should put this in the new It movie. That'd be great. Hey, you guys, take our notes. If anybody involved in that production is listening to this, Kill Adam Scott by <laughs> yeeting him by his heels. Adam Scott's not in that movie. He's not? I thought Bill he was. Bill Hader is. 
Oh, I was mixing Adam Scott up with uh, McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, those are my stories. Those are my Baker's Baker's Eleven uh, death stories. Your Baker's mistake. Finished with Baker's mistake. Finished with the clown. So it's always fun when you end with a clown. Yeah. So. So um, I don't think I have many yeets in my story. No yeet. We could probably try to work one in, no but uh, we were really high on the yeets tonight. Why do we even start this podcast <laughs> if you're not going to bring a yeet to the day? Okay, we can work one in. Um, so today I want to talk about the life and death of one of my favorite musicians, as I kind of told you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Tyrone Jones was born November 15th, 1968. So now that I got his birth name out, you want to take a guess on who I'm talking about? I was going to say, I do not know anybody named Russell Tyrone Jones. Is yeah. that You want to take a guess at who it is? I am going to take a guess that is because of your shirt, which is Old Dirty Bastard right it there. It is Old Dirty Bastard. I figured if I was going to do a story about Old Dirty Bastard, I'd throw on my ODB shirt. I literally just looked down and I was like, I wonder what Old Dirty Bastard's name is. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Yep. So Old Dirty Bastard, also known as... You're, you're going to have fun with this one. Dirt, you know, do Dirt you know, McGurk. Do you know about all of his nicknames? He's Dirt McGurk. Hold on. He's the drunken let me, master. Let, let me do my list. Sorry. So ODB was also known, or Old Dirty Bastard was also known as Unique Asan, uh, Joe Bananas. I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know the first one either. Um, really? You didn't know Unique Asan? Mm-hmm. He says it in a lot of songs. Oh, does he? Um, Dirt McGurk, like you said. Dirt Dog, classic. Mm-hmm. Osiris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Baby Jesus. To be to, to be to be completely fair. Oh, I know a song he says that in. Anyway, mm-hmm. but like to be completely fair, I can't understand most of what old dirty bastards oh, say. God, so come like... on. Um, this one's my personal favorite, which is the old dirty Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, ODB. Mm-hmm. Um, but who was ODB? He was one of nine members of the New York rap group. The Wu-Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with. That is very true. And they bring the ruckus. Uh, this group, of course, still making music, consists of the RZA, the Jizza, Inspector Deck, Master Killer, You oh. God, uh, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon the Chef, and Method Man. And after the death of ODB, the artist Capadonna was named a Wu-Tang member. But I don't... I never. I don't even know who Capadonna is. I never consider him a Wu Tang member because I, I kind of think he sucks. But. I always say it. I always say the members in the in the order that they say it. What in song the song? Is that? Yeah, like the Rizza, the Jizza, Inspector Dick, not old Wong. dirty bastard. Yeah. yeah, but since he, I didn't. I I went on different ones. Mess man. Yeah. Um, for people who are unaware of the Wu Tang Clan, uh, they you guys really need to go and listen to the 1993 debut album Enter the Wu Tang, uh, Thirty Six Chambers. Which I would personally consider one of the most important and influential albums in the history of rap and hip hop. It's pretty. It's the, their whole concept was pretty interesting from like yeah. the get go. I know this is kind of weird because it doesn't seem like a Camp Strange story, but ODB was very strange. That dude was insane. So if you guys don't know, who well, this, I'm getting into no, it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into okay. it. But like you had, I'm saying if you guys really want to understand who this dude is, go listen to a song. He's like. Somebody who was not supposed to be a rapper, if that makes any sense. He's the most unique artist in the rap industry, like, ever. Yeah. He was one of his own, that's for damn sure. Um, crazy as shit, too. (laughs) Yeah. So the RZA, who was widely considered the leader of the group, being the producer and the mind behind much of the music, um, the group adopted their name from the film Shaolin and the Mm Wu-Tang, a 1983 martial arts film from Hong Kong. That's why all of their songs start with like, "Did you do you match they my Wu Tang style?" Yeah, they have they a lot sample of like... a lot of these old kung fu movies. 
Uh, the group would eventually develop a backronym, which is a new term I've never heard of before. I don't even know what that is. So I think a backronym is kind of like when you make an acronym after you established a name. Oh, okay. And so, for example, some of their backronyms were, we usually take all, word I cannot say, garments. Garments? Gar- garments, like clothes. Yes. Clothing. Do you see what I'm, so it's W-U-T, like it spells Wu-Tang. We usually take all, word I can't say. Oh, 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 garments. oh, oh I see, I see, I see, okay. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, that's his, never mind, never mind, never mind. Okay, and another one was witty, unpredictable talent in natural game, and wisdom of the universe and the truth of Allah for the nation of the gods. So did they come up with these, or did fans come up with these? They came up with them. They're in a lot of their songs. Like okay. In the in 36 Chambers, um, they say that we usually take all people's garments okay i was gonna say it was kind of like odd future but like they did it the opposite way they so like their acronym was like odd future wolf gang kill them all something mm-hmm. something and they, they, they had like one that didn't even make sense but they established Wu-Tang that made sense the and they built it in the back yeah okay. yeah i get that so old dirty bastard got his rap name uh from the 1980 fil- martial arts film drunken master no no old Fuck. old dirty and the bastard was oh, the name of the movie okay and to quote his own words, he also added that he goes by the name because there is no father to his style, which could not be more true. I well, yeah, because do you? I you're probably gonna get into this, but like, are you gonna talk about the drunken master form of? Uh... No. Oh, okay. So, I I heard that this is also like a part of his name that like there's a form of I'm gonna get this wrong. It might be kung fu, but it's called drunken master. Well, you know, kung fu is not a real thing. Kung oh, Fu is just a general term used for, like, martial arts films oh, in America. Okay, okay. So Kung Fu is not a form of martial arts at okay. all. At least last time, I like, I remember hearing that once when I was younger, and I just kind of stuck with it. I've never really researched that, but I'm pretty positive there's no actual style of fighting called Kung Fu. Okay. So I there's a style of fighting somewhere called, in maybe one of the subgenres, called Drunken Master. Yeah. And it's kind of I like... I remember playing video games that had the Drunken Master yeah, fighter. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like a, a swaying back and forth. A, s- a stumbling fluid motion. Exactly. Yeah. And that was like his... that like so You would fight sober like that and it would like be unpredictable. Mm. It's, it's almost like an it, ed, it's almost like an Eddie Gordo capoeira type thing but with less break dancing. Yeah. It was just kind of like swaying back and forth and like it's kind of interesting i don't know but if you were to dance in a form that that represented the way that he made music it would look like a drunken exactly fire. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean the way he yeah rapped and sang and it yes. sounds insane yeah so odb was well known for his incredible unique style of delivering his verses where he would just start singing in a guttural style at any moment uh out of nowhere mm-hmm. so i found a quote that said um talking about his style of music was it was outrageously profound Free associative rhymes delivered in distinctive half-wrapped, half-sung style. I completely agree with that because mm-hmm. he has a song where he says, "For any MC in any fifty-two states, I go, I go psycho, kill him, ha ha, Norman Bates." It's there are not fifty-two, but there's not fifty-two <laughs> states. Yeah. For any MC in any fifty-two states, and so he just like kind of said whatever he wanted to, and people yeah. were like. That's not a thing. And he's like, I don't care. It's kind of like when uh, I think E-40 or somebody said, uh, I, I lean like the... Uh, lean like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> I lean like the Eiffel Tower. But he, he meant it's the Tower, Tower of Pisa. Pisa. Yeah. yeah. Does it have to make sense? No. 
So Russell came into the rap scene with family on each side, being his cousins Robert Diggs, also known as the RZA, and Gary Grice, also known as the Jizza, the right. genius. They were cousins. Yep, they were related. These three cousins would spend their days watching old kung fu movies and making rap music. They formed a group named Force of the Imperial Master, which then became All Together Now after the, their successful underground single by the same name, All Together Now. It was uh, after the success they decided that they wanted to expand, adding six more members to their uh, now-changed name, the Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I just think is really funny? I always think about this. You know how, like, the hardest, like, like dudes in, like, at your school or, like, the New- the hardest New York dudes who are, like, pro- maybe in gangs or whatever? Those are the same dudes that watch Dragon Ball Z and oh, yeah. that watch kung fu movies. This was – this was dr- – them watching kung fu movies – is you know dragon ball z before dragon ball z yeah it's the same thing it's just like the guys you don't expect to watch anime or these dragon ball z shows they're just like they're obsessed with them you're like yeah you watch dragon ball z and they're like, yeah i love it and you're like yeah. what the fuck so as it always happens uh groups of musicians like this usually decide to try their hand at a solo career it works for some people um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and look at Sync. good job justin jt yeah mm. <laughs> great job Lance almost went to space, I guess. That's um, true. <laughs> and in 1995, ODB's first solo album, 36 Chambers, the Dirty Version, was released featuring hit singles Brooklyn Zoo and Shimmy Shimmy Ya. That leading. is the best one. Th- those Both those songs are incredible. I actually, after writing this, I listened to the album all the way through. I was like, God, this album is so just shimmy it's raw it's really it's insane and the, he has like weird skits about getting gonorrhea twice by the same yeah, lady I get burnt. the intro the intro I got burnt once but it was only gonorrhea yeah yeah um the intro he talks about uh he he says that he got gonorrhea twice from a lady and he had to kill her and the album was dedicated to her <laughs> and that was the four minute intro leading into shimmy shimmy ah oh if you guys don't the most his most popular song i believe is hey Dirty, baby, I got you, money. With Mariah Carey. That's Mariah Carey? Pretty sure. I don't know. That doesn't sound like Mariah Carey. No, who is that? I know he Marie had... Curry. Yeah, he had one song with Mariah Carey. <laughs> um, But, I mean, Shimmy Shimmy Ya was with Busta Rhymes. That song's really good. Mm, um, no, it wasn't. Is it? Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Oh, you're right. What's the one with Busta Rhymes? It doesn't matter. You're right. He Sorry. did Fantasy with uh, Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the one with Bust Rhymes, but yeah, uh, I like I like Shimmy Shimmy. Y'all if any, too. actually, you know, what? I think that was a Bust Rhymes song featuring ODB. I'm not positive. I don't know. I can't remember. What so, name. with his new solo fame and personality that could not be ignored, MTV made a little uh, like biography about him. Biography? Is that what you call when it's a film? It's a biography. But if it's a film, isn't it a biography? Biopic? No, uh, who gives a shit. <laughs> So uh, they made a okay biography to make you happy following ODB, and in this he took two of his seven children. This is yep, I know about this. In a limo, <laughs> uh, to the New York State Welfare Office to cash in a three hundred and seventy-five dollar <laughs> welfare check and receive his food stamps. Yep. Um, that really shows his personality of just being like really wild and out there. What was his quote? He said, Hey, money's money or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I got to get my money, but he was already making like, I don't know millions, but thousands. No. So he, I think what I think I saw was this was like pretty close to when his album came out 
So it wasn't before he got paid, but I believe what I saw is he made uh, $45,000 in advance on his album. Okay. And it was before um, his taxes were done. So like the government didn't know Mm. technically, so he could still collect his welfare. Oh. And after that aired, uh, yeah, he didn't get welfare after that aired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did he just have seven kids or did he have more than seven kids? I believe he legitimately only had seven but people we don't know people think he had like a lot a lot of which children. is interesting because he's he was like i don't want to be mean but he was like not a conventionally attractive guy and he had like a big old i didn't think he was that bad he no, was just, no, he was definitely he, out there but he, but he had he like a, a big old but he had like a big old pot belly and he was like kind of gross and like well you not know. early in his career Oh, maybe not, but yeah. like it just hey, kudos. Yeah, just shows you what, you what success can do. You guys want to get successful, you could have as many kids as you want. Yeah, so um, just just to put a different uh, perspective on ODB after that whole kind of flaunting, taking his kids, two of his seven children in a limo <laughs> to get welfare, um, stunting on the limo. In on February, oh no, in February, sorry, I didn't add the actual date. Um, in February of 1998, ODB witnessed a car accident from his window of his studio in uh, Brooklyn. This is the quote, right? No. This leads up to the quote. Okay. Um, same day of the quote. So ODB and his friend ran to the scene and he organized a uh, about a dozen onlookers to help him lift the, two, uh, the 1996 Mustang rescuing a four-year-old girl from the wreckage the girl suffering second degree burns um had to be taken to the hospital obviously but odb would visit the girl in the hospital for like the long extended time under a fake name until uh he was spotted and it was reported by the media so like Mm, so he didn't want people to know about it like he wasn't doing it for like the the exactly he didn't want people to know about it he saved this little girl's life it's a keanu move exactly um, so the night of this accident, actually, um, one of the most notorious moments of ODB's career took place. ODB unexpectedly rushed the stage um, as Sean Colvin took the stage to give her accepted speech for the Song of the Year at the 1998 Grammy Awards. ODB announced to the group and television viewers, like everybody watching the event, <laughs> that he had bought an expensive uh he bought expensive clothes in anticipation of winning the award for best rap album, which unfortunately went to Puff Daddy that year. I knew it was, and he sucks. I'm sorry, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like P Diddy at all. I've never understood why people like P Diddy. He's not a good artist. Um, he just attaches himself to good artists. Exactly. Um, so as ODB took the stage, he said, "Please calm down. The music and everything." It's nice that I went out and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when I see it, it comes to the children. Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best, okay? I want you all to know... I want you all to know that this is ODB, and I love you all. Peace. That's pretty cool. And yeah, go watch the video because it's hilarious. That's and the first Kanye. Yeah, that's the first Kanye. Uh, I mean, that was even before Suge Knight, right? Remember when Suge Knight was like West Coast, West Coast at, yeah. the, at the BET Awards or whatever? Yeah, but so go watch the video because not only is it just like a great like what the hell is going on moment, but um, what was her name? Uh, Sean Colvin. <laughs> 
her reaction to it all is just great. She's just kind of like, what is happening right now? It's way better than what Taylor Swift was doing. Like, oh my yeah, God, Ka- Yeah, Kanye doesn't have anything on ODB when it comes no. to rushing the stage, at least. No. You know? I mean, did you see that outfit? <laughs> well, uh, ODBs? Yeah. I mean, Kanye did have some swirls in his hair, though. If I have to remember, I think... ODB was wearing an all white tux. Oh jeez. But I can't remember. I didn't I didn't actually I should have watched the video before doing this, but yeah. Um so this moment this moment was highly uh, covered by the media and the quote Wu-Tang is for the children is still a well-known quote. I mean like maybe a few years ago like it was spray painted on a wall in Portland when I was living there. Yeah. Like people still love to say Wu-Tang is for the children. Mm-hmm. So throughout all the ODB's fame there were some dark moments for Jones. In 1993, ODB was convicted of second-degree assault for attempted robbery, and in 1994, he was shot in the abdomen following an argument with another rapper. Oh my! God. Well, who was the other rapper? Didn't say. Okay, but he was he was robbing people when he was already successful. So 1993 would have been the same year uh, 36 Chambers came out. Oh, so this was like before he got like fan. He was still just like you know. Yeah, still trying to make the music. Okay. Um, I mean, he wasn't even trying to make music. I feel like they just like grabbed him and threw him in. He's just like, oh no, he was sure. all about the music. True, but like, I feel like if he didn't have cousins who were there to like like guide him, he probably was like, I'm not really thinking about it, right? And then he just kind of like, they're like, you have a knack for it, you know? That's that that would be a question for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in 1997, he was arrested for failure to pay child support for three of his seven children. Oh. That was probably a bad worded thing. He took I don't them on know. a limo ride. What else do they want? I don't know if he had seven children at that point, but yeah, it was for three of his children. No. Um, in 1998, he pled guilty to attempted assault on his wife and uh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. a victim of a home invasion robbery at his girlfriend's house. ODB. Not his wife, but his girlfriend's house. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And he was shot in the back and the arm. It was one of the ones when they were, like, trying to kick down the door, and he, like, blocked it, and I think he got shot, like, through the door. Oh, my God. So you got shot three times? Yeah. Um, Good But, God. you know, these wounds were not fatal. Days after being shot, he was arrested for shoplifting a pair of $50 shoes from a sneaker stadium store in Virginia Beach, Virginia, even though he was carrying $500 on him at the time. <laughs> that... <laughs> See that's 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 what I think that's what people understand is that like ODB didn't do it for the money like he, yeah, he didn't really he just like the lifestyle yeah you know he's an outlaw he's a drunken master you know yeah so weeks after this um he was arrested for criminally threatening <laughs> acts um, T- yeah take out the part where like uh where he he assaulted people and then it's all fun yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was, he was, uh, weeks later, he was arrested for criminal threatening after a series of confrontations, confrontations in Los Angeles. And then he was rearrested for similar charges. Not long after that. How does he make another album at this point? I mean, this is all in between like making albums and stuff. Jesus. Uh, and like, holy shit, 1998 was a wild year for him. <laughs> so about that strange case in LA, uh, on January 14th. So it was like at the beginning of the next month, uh, 1999, mm-hmm. a few days before the unjustly death of Amandu Diallo, a 23 year old immigrant from Guinea who was shot and killed by plain clothes, uh, officers in New York after he was wrongfully identified as a rape suspect. Uh, the police shot at the unarmed Diallo 41 times 
hitting him, I believe, 19 out of the 41 times. Oh, my God. Um, all four officers were charged with second-degree murder. But that's a little side note. So this is a few days before that happened. Jesus Christ. Um, so back to ODB. A few days before all that, you know, horrible shit happened, uh, two officers from the street crimes unit fired eight shots at ODB, accusing him of firing at them as they stopped his car. Oh, my God. ODB was cleared by the grand jury and insisted that the officers mistook his cell phone for a gun. No weapons or shell casings, aside from the ones belonging to the officers, were found in the vehicle or near the scene of the crime. This shit's been going on for a while. Yeah. Well, this might be a little deeper than we think, though. Okay, keep going. I'll get to that at the end. On February 1999, uh, he was arrested for driving without a license and for being a convicted felon wearing a bulletproof vest. Yes, you mentioned this before. At the time, it was illegal for felons to own any form of body armor. That's kind of fucked up a little bit. But, I mean, owning a bulletproof vest is kind of like, hey... Someone's going to shoot at me, so, like, it's kind of like I'm going to rob a bank and I might get shot at kind of thing. So I can see how they would make that a law. True, but if you're also a felon, like, you've been around criminals. Exactly. You might have flipped on them. You might have kind pissed of a 50, some people 50 thing. off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. it's it's for protection. Like, you can't shoot anybody with a bulletproof vest, but it just insinuates that you also have a gun. You it's, know what I mean? It's a law to pr- protect the uh like civilians over felons basically like yeah they don't care if a felon gets killed over a felon with a bulletproof vest trying to rob a bank true now it's a fashion statement you know oh my god i and i don't get that <laughs> i don't Expensive. they don't look comfortable no they don't so uh weeks later in new york he was arrested for drug possession of crack cocaine and traffic offenses odb was also in possession of marijuana at the time and it was 20 vials of crack Oh my God! So I'm, I'm, as, they, I mean, it's safe to assume That's that that was. To sell? You would think so, but they're also kind of. This is ODB. He's he's doing all twenty vials. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of true, probably. And October uh, two thousand, ODB escaped from his court mandated drug treatment facility and spent a whole month as a fugitive on the run. Do you know about that? <laughs> no, I to tell you the, to be completely honest, I didn't know he was alive in two thousand. Yeah. So, during this time on the run, he met up with his cousin, the RZA, where they spent time recording new music. He also uh, then appeared on stage at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, drinking booze straight out of the bottle on stage for the release party for the third Wu-Tang album, The W. Hmm. So, he's got a fucking... He's a fugitive. He's, He's got cops after him. He's a fucking fugitive, and he's at a release party for his rap group's album, just, like, chugging. But, to be fair, <laughs> this was before social media. True. So, like, everybody in there, the only people that are going to snitch are security. Yeah. And they better not. Exactly. And you jump. You like a job. Yeah. So, eventually, ODB would be arrested outside a South Philly McDonald's. See, he got out of that situation. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So he got, he got arrested outside of a South Philly McDonald's after he drew attention from a swarm of fans asking for autographs. He was then sentenced to two to four years in prison, and this would be the last time ODB was arrested. No. So I believe he got out in 2003, but I'm not positive. Um, on November 13th, 2000, at 4.35 p.m., Old Dirty Bastard collapsed in his cousin the RZA's studio Two days before his 36th birthday. Wait, wait, wait. 
This was in 2000 or 2003? He died in 2004. So, oh. I think he got out in oh, 2003. You said, I think you said 2000, so I wasn't sure. So he served his time. Yeah, and got out. And got out, and then he was 36 <clears throat> recording in the out in the. He was studio. two days away from his 36th birthday, which is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very... Uh, coincidental like 36 chambers is like it's a it's a, it's a like, monumental number to them like, yeah it's a very big number for like their life mm-hmm. what's 36 and um so the official cause of death was drug overdose oh no his autopsy found a lethal mixture of cocaine and a prescription prescription drug uh tramandal tramandal i never even heard of that one yeah i don't know um, the overdose was ruled accidental, and witnesses say Old Dirty Bastard was complaining about chest pains from the on the day that he died. Many Did he be- have like a pulmonary <clears throat> rupture? I don't know. Heart attack, it seems like, right? From what I'm aware, there's a lot of uh, very like loose ends on a lot of it, mm. and many believe that I ODB, never knew how he died. I never knew. Yeah, many believe that ODB was killed by the government, and they'd been trying to kill him for years. Hence uh... the whole like shootout thing. Interesting. And why him though? So after all that, there's a there was a huge FBI thing released that they were like following him and a lot of the members. Uh, they they tried to think that he was related to Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac's killings. Really? Yeah. There's there's a whole crazy thing that the the FBI thought that well that with the Wu Tang community that the the more dirty deeds you did, like you'd get record deals. And so, like, if you went and killed people, then they would they would help you make a record kind of thing. So it was kind of like a we. Th- you're saying that they prob- most likely killed them, so they would not glorify this lifestyle or like make other people want to kill to be a part of Wu Tang or something like that. Well, they also along be- those lines. They also believe that they were in they were a part of a lot of crime organization like racketeering and shit like I that. I mean, ODB. To be fair, ODB kind of was regardless of the rest of Wu Tang. He was yeah. he was still kind of living the lifestyle. Yeah, which is like seems like who he was. But what I was also gonna say is that w- I live like four blocks away from where Biggie was shot. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Wilshire Fairfax. Yeah, that's where he was shot. He was leaving through the, the door. He was leaving. He was at the Peterson Automotive Museum, which if you've ever been to LA, it's right next to La Brea Tar Pits. It's a big red building, and they were throwing a Bad Boy release party there mm-hmm. uh, with P Diddy. And he was leaving, and he got to the intersection of Wilshire and Fairfax, and some guys just pulled up on the side of him and unloaded on him. And no, Biggie didn't die in a car. He got shot in a car. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't die in the car. He got shot through a house door. Someone rang the doorbell and he got shot through the door. What? Yeah, with a shotgun. Wait, then. He might have gotten shot there, but he didn't die there. I'm almost positive he got shot through a door. Well, now we're gonna have. We're to... gonna have to pause the podcast. Yeah, real quick pause and it for a this. second. All right, I was wrong. I guess uh, what I read was about something else. I guess maybe he did get shot through a car door. Yeah, he, he <laughs> says he got uh, four shots were fired. One was fatal. So I wonder who I'm thinking of. They got shot through a like a house door when someone someone knocked on it. If you got George Harrison, no, I don't know. No, but if you guys know who got shot with a shotgun through a door, who's a maybe musician or rapper, yeah, then uh, huh. you know, let us know. Send us a message. This whole time I thought that's how he died. No. Okay. Yeah, right up the street is crazy. All right. 
So nuts. So yeah. mourning his death of ODB, the Rizzo wrote this in his 2009 book, The Tao of the Wu, or Tao of Wu. Trust me, the man who became ODB, a son unique, my cousin, he was a scientist, a minor prophet. People may not know this from the outrageous character he played, but ODB was a visionary. But he decayed. He lost that vision. From the time they put him in jail to all the drugs he was doing to all the stress he went through with his family, it took away his ability to see. And this night, he sat there and looked me in the eyes and said, Riza, I don't understand. Now, I know right there, right when he said that, we lost him. Eight hours later, ODB was gone. Oh, wow. It's pretty nuts. It's, yeah. uh, it's because he was, I mean, he seems like a, from his music, like the way he, I feel like if you can like rap or, you know, put together a rhyme or something like that, like you have to be somewhat intelligent and mm-hmm. his style made him seem like he was like a dumb guy or like a drunk guy or like a yeah. crazy guy. But I feel like he was, he was a genius. In, like he was intelligent. But, you look at all the rap music thing and everybody goes, you know, it's all that. It sounds like the Migos shit where it all sounds exactly the same, but ODB, it's like the second he was on a song, you knew exactly who he was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't want to knock any like, uh, like, you know, present day rappers or whatever but like i don't he i don't know he seemed pretty pretty smart i don't but also i didn't know him so i just i'm trusting riz's word on this one and uh you know i'm i'm a fan as a musician i mean having uniqueness in your music speaks in volumes i feel and he was very original and he was definitely himself there's nothing else to it shame on is like one of my favorite rap songs ever yeah that's so good. Yeah. I love that song. That whole, I'm telling you, 36 Chambers, one of the greatest songs ever. I still ever. love Method Man. I think Method Man's great. Yeah. I got to work with the Rizzo once. Oh, really? He's a lot taller than I thought. I feel like he's he was always like really tall. Yeah, he's, he's tall and lanky. He's, I picture him as tall always. He but. was friendly, but you know, I, I spoke like three words to him. So. I'm like, how are you? He's like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> does, does Rizzo want water? <laughs> <laughs> Riza, Riza thirsty. Riza water. <laughs> Master water here. <laughs> so, um, what is that? Is that, is that the the, yep. the trilogy of the oh, of the I mean, dirty of the dirty bee? I mean, we could probably do a whole other episode of like the insane stories about him and around him, but that was more of his crime episode and like who he was. Yeah, he uh, he was a very unique individual overall, and I have to say, uh, I actually had that book. Which book? Uh, the one that the Riza, the quote from the Riza came from. I oh, have it really? somewhere around here. Um, oh wow! Or at least back home. But it, it told some wild stories of like, like you know that scene in NW in the Straight Outta Compton NWA movie yeah. when they're like in the hotel with all the girls and stuff. Like, oh yeah. There's some like insane stories of like that level of like them in hotel rooms with like tons of women that's and like, what i was saying too is that like odb is not the best looking guy especially not the best looking guy in in wu-tang clan but like <laughs> who's who is the hottest wu-tang member <laughs> probably method man. method man he's a good looking dude yeah, he's a good looking guy uh but like he's charismatic yeah he's he seems pretty funny he seems like unique you know what i mean like sometimes yeah. like you don't need all those uh look you know you gotta you gotta make your own path and yeah. uh, odb made his own path and he got seven kids or more out of it, you know. Well, you so. know, there his one of his children 
uh, goes by the rap artist named Young Dirty Bastard. That's right. I've seen that before. And he uh, toured with the Wu-Tang and did all of his dad's like uh, verses and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he I, looks a lot like him. I don't know if anybody could ever match that. I mean, no, that no voice, could. that style. It's yeah. Like, you could try, but yeah. he's really one of a kind. Yep. You got to do about like 21 vials of, uh, of whatever he had in his pocket. Yeah. So. But um, I think that concludes our episode for today. So well, I just want to say, uh, th- what, you say, well, what? Well, did you have something else to say? No. Oh. Just well, saying, well, that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We love when you do, and we love telling you these stories. If you guys want uh, some more information, go to campstrange.com and uh, maybe click the contact tab. Send us one of your spooky stories, some of your weird stories, or uh, go to Camp Strange. Uh, podcast at gmail.com and uh, send us stories or comments or questions and we'll always respond and we're here for you guys and uh, we hope you're here for us and uh, always make sure to rate review and subscribe because if you are here for us uh, review would be amazing we even really make another it. account and review it review it I we, bet you won't do we it we need it we need it do it so um, thank you guys for doing that go check out Instagram uh, Twitter and Facebook. All the hyperlinks are on our website, and we post the most on Instagram. But uh, hopefully, we will be start starting to post more stuff on Facebook and possibly Twitter. And uh, David probably has some uh, good uh, photoshops coming for us pretty soon, right? Yep. Well, I mean, while we're recording this one, I realize I haven't done one for last week, but I have an idea. You're right. Okay. I I need to find the exact quote, but I I know what I'm gonna make. I want a nice like rooster with a knife if that's possible i can do that okay we need that yeah but um i mean like but like oh but we also got like merch if you guys want merch i'm yeah. i'm rocking a he's rocking an odb shirt yeah. i'm rocking a camp strange shirt right now and this thing is breathable soft uh i've gotten a, a couple people at least three people today told me they liked my shirt. Oh, today? Ooh. Just today. They said, hey, I like that shirt. And I go, yeah. thank you. And then I always have the thing of being like, oh, I have a podcast. And I so always just like, say, my friend. it's my friend's podcast. I know, but I'm like nervous if they click it and they see your name's on this. And I'm like, oh, I'm caught in a lie. So I always yeah. go, oh, it's me and my buddy's podcast. And they go, woo. And I go, we are idiots. Don't listen to us. So, And you guys already made that mistake. So sorry. But uh, we have mugs and we have shirts, so go mm-hmm. check those out. And uh, D- David, what, what else? What, 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 what else do we have? Uh, we got we got pepperoni made from elk. We pepperoni made from elk. We have tuba full of tuna. We have Lindsay Lohan's health records. We have a CD of your dad trying to fix a tire. Oof. We have what is that? We have a whole trunk door, just the trunk off of a 1982 Chevrolet. <laughs> we have a doll head that I talk to in my sleep, and it tells me I'm I'm special. I'm special. I'm better than all the other boys. We have shoes that are made out of carpet. We have carpet made out of shoes. Oh come on! I. That's I had the, it, the I easy had, way I out. Had to do it. I had to do it. We got bubble gum loaded with the glass. We have a dead chinchilla. <laughs> it's better than a live chinchilla. <laughs> We've got a tube that's full of marbles, and when you turn it upside down, it doesn't sound like a rain stick. It sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have glue that kills you when you smell it. We have <laughs> your face when I said that. You're like. 
What the fuck did you just say? We have stencils of Oscar Isaac. Blue cheese. We have blue cheese. That's it? We have blue cheese. We have a lot of blue cheese. I got to get this blue cheese out of my hands. Okay, we got dead skin from your uncle's elbow. We... <laughs> okay, let's stop there. We can't... <sighs> we have dead skin from your dead uncle's elbow. <laughs> yeah, extra crispy. Okay, so thank you guys. Get out of here while you can. We're sorry we kept you this long. And David, anything to say? No, this episode's too long. End it. Okay. Don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>